Hey everybody, welcome back to the Center Act. I'm here with my boys, Cal and P. How are you guys doing? Hey, I'm ready to rock. So today we're talking about what? One of the best shows right now on Netflix, the number one show there is, Cobra Kai! That's right, Strike First, No Mercy. Hey, let's go with the guys. Cal, can you give us a quick rundown of this season? Um, I'm, a I'm gonna pass on this one. Let, let P do it. What is your question again? Hey, I just want to get a quick rundown of season four, Cobra Kai, where the battle is now between Cobra Kai and um, the new, um, what is it, uh, Eagle Fang and, and, and Miyagi-Do, where they're basically fighting out to see who, who whoever loses has to close down their dojo. What's your take on this whole uh, season this year, you know? Well, um, we, we left off in this one where, you know, we find out that Cobra Kai is, um, Kreese is controlling Cobra Kai and the two leads, well, Danny's more the lead, no, sorry, um, Johnny's more the lead. Um, Daniel is the co-lead and they decide to work together. They're going to work together and deal with this um, issue of Cobra Kai, right? right? So they're working it out, but of course it's not going to be that easy. Right, it's not going to be as simple as um, just putting these two together. So we've had some flashbacks from the season before, right? And we get the big bad from <laughs> the Karate Kid Three, the show. I think the movie that I think I've only seen that only has one really good scene in it, which um, you know he come he has some issues with Crease, which is kind of it's kind of interesting that he this dark sort of character was evil and all this other stuff comes in here and he has he has some layers but the point of having layers is that he's still bad you know he, well we don't know that he's bad he comes in there he's in there for the right seemingly the right reasons he's trying to build up crease's thing but at the same time you know johnny and danny are struggling trying to keep the the two different schools working together and they switch kids they have some miguel kind of moves towards um so Daniel, but of course, obviously he's trying to date his daughter, so there would be some connection and that's some hurt on Johnny. And at the same time, you know, Samantha is like like Daniel. She's kind of torn being with the crowd and kind of trying to find herself at the same time. So that leaves where, where her mistakes kind of come out all the time. So she's kind of feeling a little more tension between her and her father. And then at the same time, you know, um, trying to understand Johnny, but some of his ways is a little wacky, you know, so we have this thing set up. We're getting a lot more of the Cobra Kai kids, but the crazy part of this thing is we're introduced to a new character who moves into town similarly to as Johnny. And they very much, this show is very much uh, like a naughty by nurture type of show, right? So they set up things and we enter in this where, you know, they introduce a new character to the show. Let me, I'm going to go back and go to a cheat sheet for this thing because I'm like, oh man, you know, he's not on the front page of it. Talking about Terry Terry Silver, the, the, the character who comes No, not by. the evil guy. The evil guy, he, he he's not, not to be the kid. It's a driven person. That's it. That's why do we always gotta say evil all the time? He's, he's, uh, he's you know he's talking about the uh the kid who gets introduced on the stage and she decides she's just gonna come over there and totally <laughs> brutalize the other guy and it's supposed to be a verbal debate. <laughs> well no this is a young lady. No, the boy, the new boy that's the black kid on the show. Kenny. Oh, Kenny. him. Kenny, yeah. Kenny Payne. Kenny so, Payne. And now, Kenny, this is the interesting part. This shows that this show could go on 
forever because <laughs> they introduce it but this is in, in, in call of the writing because they introduce this kid and he's and he's in his own world he's happy he's uh, joyous but then the kids see him and he, they have no vantage point to why this kid is dancing and and joking around to himself of course you're gonna take you're gonna take the the spit out of him right because mars gonna get me in trouble for saying anything rough right so they're gonna take a take a little bit out of him on the bus ride and then there's a couple other things happen in school where they kind of keep getting on this kid but at the same time daniel's son sees that you know kenny's connecting with the girl he likes so he has to take him down a peg even more so they start bullying take him down take take him out <laughs> they're doing so much to him they find out his and he has the same likes as daniel's son so this brings in the daniel's son has been like you know you know like a little uh what i don't all the good words are taken <laughs> a little ish on the show and now we find out that he does have some good to him but at the same time he's drawn with these friends and he's going with the crowd which leads you to this sort of thing where they develop this Kenny's character who's struggling with his father being away this sort of stuff and so much stuff going on in his life and the embarrassment that we saw Daniel go through we've seen Samantha go through and this one who's not connected to the Daniel family going through it from one of their one of their kin so this is a great sort of subplot that goes through the entire season to the end and it plays out magnificently <laughs> but the thing of it being like these are being real kids so it's interesting that the you know these kids are they 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 have layers there's a lot of layers to it they kind of you know they're strong in their characterization but the layers kind of play out to where the kids have bad moments and good moments and it's all leading to this big of course tournament they said the last time whoever loses gets knocked out they can't do karate anymore which is a little extreme and daniel shouldn't have um signed up for that but he's he's you know he goes to ego himself also he should have been like well we're not really doing that but um i know that the the i mean as an adult you can't really but the ego part is a part of his character which we can't escape well, we've seen that in um karate kid three type of deal too but terry is interesting because he's all zen out but he has some dark stuff in his heart and he kind of feels when Kreese comes to see him, he's kind of held back all of the stuff in him. And it just goes left. You could hear a moment when he he calls him what? Calls Daniel Danny Danny boy. You can get a bit that he's gonna be he, he has a little bit in him, but he kind of you feel like he he's kind of moved on. And but at the same time, well, we don't know. We're gonna see how he you know how he's gonna play out. So that's the basic thing of this season. And I think it, it, it's, it's a very strong season, the tournament stuff. They've done some more things, add some more karate. I think I was talking to a friend of mine and he was like saying, yes, in truth, if these fights were to happen in a neighborhood, they'd probably be more watchful to see if kids are trying to have these big brawls type of thing. But in actuality, if you remember being a kid, they were fights all the time as a kid so it's kind of taking that but making it into like a like a step up step you know it was like step up like showdown thing where you have a big because it's a movie it's it's tv it's a tv show you have to have big romantic type of scenes and they utilize that with the karate the karate stuff in there and as you get to the tournament i think these guys aren't are, are ringers i don't think they're regular kids i think they have something all these kids are, you know i mean um miguel He's like, he's getting into shape, but the other kids like Hawk 
<laughs> like these guys are in like like fighting shape. Like what's going on here? You know, the only one who looks like a regular is Samantha. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's a uh, it's a uh, that that's my overview of the show so far. So thank you very much for that. Um, An overview with some commentary. <laughs> Hey, I mean, look, uh, I think that it is a, it, it, this season was pretty good in terms of, the show does a real good thing of bringing back, making these characters more complex and not just simple. Um, um, everybody has different motivations and more complex motivations, not simple black and white. You have people definitely trying to, to um, get past in their past, trying to get past um, people in the, who, their respective people that they're dealing with. But things also turn around where someone who's now um, part of a group feels where they were bullied at one point, they become part of a group and now they feel, hey, I am now the bully. I can now do things. And people can, they're, they're, different characters can also see like, hey, you know, what I've been doing is wrong. And I think um, can catch themselves while others, they can, they try to catch others in that. So, I mean, we see all that great thing with, and of course, there's spoilers going to be in this episode where we have um, um, Kenny, where he starts beating up LaRusso's son. Now, LaRusso's son throughout the episode was basically bullying Kenny all, all, all the whole season. At the very end, you know, he's, he's like, you know what? I am Cobra Kai basically, and I'm gonna kick your butt. And like, what you treat me, I'm gonna be on top of you. And um, when- Well, it, it is a little, it's even worse. It's the hard part of it, since we go on Twitter, that it's even worse than that. Because the Cobra Kai, the Cobra Kai is it's, it's revealing too much. You're gonna, you went too far. Let's just <laughs> too far. You went too far with it, cause I mean, we have was it? We have Tori. We have the whole Tori and Dan. Cut me off, so I never even finished the thought. So there's so much more to him just deciding to beat up. The, I said that he know. was being bullied the whole season. That's, there was a, the lesson he learned before that. That's the hard part. Before he beat up. Well, spoilers. Say this, Say what you gotta say. Spoiler, this is a spoiler. Spoiler show, bro. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, you haven't watched it, you better watch it. That's right. You I'm had thinking. to fight Robbie. Because the, the Cobra Kai kicked so much behind, they had to fight their own people. And Priest and Silver are like, no, don't I know you you no mercy. You 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 are uh, this kid's tutor, but you can't you can't hold back. And the kid gets a hit in, and then he just he just left loose on the kid. And that's the the lesson. Right before, because um, you know Daniel's son goes to see him, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry for what I did." And then that's when <laughs> I just wanted to get that part out because it was a hard lesson that he learned before he um, kicked his behind. So excuse me for cutting you off. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's true. I mean, I, we didn't give that whole breakdown, but the point out that I was just trying to—I didn't want to go into all that, but that's great though because what you find out is that Robbie you know, mentors this kid because his, his brother was um, uh, with him. And so now that he's out and he finds his kids getting bullied, he starts mentoring him, you know, trying to make him a better person um, because Karabi doesn't believe in Cobra Kai or uh, yes. Miyagi-Do. He believes, use whatever systems you got to use because all you guys have your agenda, but I'm going to do what I think is best. So that's one of the reasons why he, I mean, he's good, a good athlete, but that's also one of the reasons why he's successful because he's able to take whatever he finds. And we see that in Sam also. Sam starts doing the same thing when you, when she starts using Eagle Fang. Eagle Fang is a new dojo created by um, Robbie's father, you know, once he gets kicked out of Cobra Kai. Uh, it, and so she, she's able to become successful doing the same thing too, instead of following the, the defensive 
oriented strategy of Miyagi Do, she also does some offensive stuff like um, Eagle Fang, which is really Cobra Kai for all intents and purposes. Yeah, yeah. Without the without the the no mercy clause in it. Other than that, yo, listen, let's let, let's bring a third the third wheel into this so he can give us a couple of a couple of his ideas. Um, let me look for him. Cal, Cal Cobra Kai, Cal Cobra Kai. That's some that's some pronunciation. I'm. Uh, I, I'm on record as of last season saying if they did a fourth season, make this the final season. Don't go any further than this. Wee. Just leave it because once after a while, it just gets into it. It gets into okay, we're doing it's, it. You can only do something of quality with Hollywood for so long before it just becomes Hollywood. And when it and once Hollywood says those magic words, I think we can make some money here. It's all over, and Hollywood is undefeated is undefeated with taking something that's great, well-written, you know, you know, a really good piece of work and turning it into a cash grab and you wonder what the hell happened. So that was me, I was on record with it. I have not changed with this season in spite of enjoying it. Uh, the, I mean, I, I, I do need them to have some sort of a, <clears throat> uh, I, I'm not with this whole, well, look, you know, different styles and you know, this sort of stuff because Cobra Kai, you know, their motto was definitely anti-karate. Karate, whether people want to admit it or not, is for self-defense. That was that's what it's for. It was developed for that. You know, that's the history behind it. It was it, and it still is for self-defense. In these situations over here, I understand that they're pushing it, saying, "Well, look, I don't want to have to continuously defend myself against these guys." But I thought part of it was also bringing them into the Miyagi-Do way of you know of uh, martial arts. Which is the really, I mean, Cobra Kai is a bastardization of the whole thing. This season kind of, you know, was just bouncing around like, well, there's some good stuff to come over here. I'm like, well, okay, yes. You know, uh, if it allows you to be more assertive, uh, more self assured, you know, confident, you know, pretty much the same word three different times. If, you know, and if it allows, uh, you to, if it allows you to amass different learning to get deeper into the overall art, sure, no problem. The but the foundation of me of Miyagido is one that is definitely correct in what it's professing. The Cobra Kai stuff, you know, was never correct at the end of the was never correct at the end of the day. Okay, the fact that Johnny has been able to use it successfully to an extent with, with some kids, okay, is a testament is a testament to more of him and less of the uh, the mantra that he was getting from his sensei. So as they kept progressing with this, I really wanted to say, like, okay, where exactly is this gonna is this gonna end up? Because it can't be, well, this is okay too. Okay, this whole well, let's let's try to be Solomonic about the whole thing. The the Cobra Kai stuff, that's crease. And crease is like the, the snake in the garden. Everywhere this guy shows up, he just makes trouble. This other guy was what is it? Uh who is it, Silver? Yeah. This guy was living his life. Okay, he's wealthy, he's, you know, he's got a woman, he's doing these parties, he's cool. And then Chris comes over and he's like, no, I lost a part of myself. Yeah, the bad part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, that was gone. He comes back and this guy starts not just second guessing himself, second guessing his whole life based on a feeling. That's how evil this dude is. You know, just the quintessential snake in the garden, Iago, just evil for no reason. Because even that stuff that happened to him in the... In, uh, the Vietnam is not enough to uh, substantiate the stuff that this guy doesn't brings out of people. But the other thing I did like uh, with what's been going on with the season is just this has just been the screw up fest. Everybody, you know, the kids, the adults, the spouses, it's like nobody can get it right. 
You know, I'm going to go over and tell you to leave alone, uh, leave my daughter alone. Uh-oh, what have I done? Hey, I'm going to come over to this guy and I'm going to get close to him. Oh, no, I'm making this dude jealous. I'm going to come over here and get back the girl, you know, who I'm still in love with. Oh, man, I got to go tell this dude. It's like nobody can get on the right foot for this, at least not until the later episode, which, again, makes for good drama and it, it is an incredibly balanced approach to dealing with such an ensemble cast. Okay, that everybody gets their moments within the roles that are established for them, and it's all working. So for me, from that writing standpoint, you know, some questions, a couple of concerns, but overall, just very, very well, very, very entertained by it overall. Though I'm still, I'm still more of a traditional practitioner. I was never trained that, hey, I'm going to go go fight some MMA, you know, MMA or that type of stuff. It was always for self-defense, even though we broke that rule several times and got punished for it. Over the, over the course of the years studying. Yes, we did go to one, one dojo or one uh, school, you know, more than we should have and challenge people and so on and so forth. You're totally guilty of that. But at the end of the day, you do come to realize this is for self-defense. Everything else has to be secondary. But that was the, you know, that was the buildup as you learned and you became a better practitioner and you, you know, you get a better understanding for it. And I understand that these guys are still very much in the early stages of that, despite all the fight, but despite all the fighting that we've seen going on. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, I only in my, well, no, I don't, I just, with um, the interesting part in this for the show is the two people that were kind of the leads kind of, Oh, with like Miguel and Robbie took not a, a backseat, but it was really Samantha and Tori type of deal, which was interesting and seeing Tori, Tori's kind of struggle. And the, the best part is when Tori goes to her job and she sees Samantha there and it's an embarrassing thing. But um, Samantha at this point is now, which in good reason, um, taking shots at her. But I mean, a lot of times, people with the good characters, when the good characters have bad moments, they kind of be like, oh, see, I knew it. I knew you weren't that nice, like that type of deal. And then when Tori, who's had her a lot of bad moments with some good, they're like, oh, Tori, it's, oh, we understand why you did this, because you got a hard, <laughs> hard life, where it's like, they're both kids, you know? So you can't expect Samantha to be, take the higher ground all the time. And of course, like Daniel Russo, those times when she tries to take her shots, you know, she is Murphy, you know, it's a, there's paper, there's a karma to it. If you, if you believe in that, there's stuff that comes back to her same way it used to come back to her father. So she's really got that thread going on. But a lot of people I, I argue with say, Oh, the, both of them, you know, like, um, uh, Samantha and, um, and, um, Anthony, they're, you know, they're both two little issues. And I was just like, well, they're kids. And the thing is, that's the cool part of him not like Anthony, not liking, um, you know, Miyagi Do, like saying, I'm totally not interested in this, but he'd been riding off of it with his friends. Hey, go do some karate. <laughs> and he's like, not now. This is not the, t <laughs> I was like, oh man, I was like, I, and I wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, because he was so out of the show early in the first three seasons. There wasn't really anything to like to latch on to. But when you start writing to him and not change the character to make him likable, I go to, go the other way where I was like, oh, I'm not really I don't this guy really I can't really connect. And then when they make you connect, they don't make, make him connect with, for the good things. 
making connect with him trying to fit in with these other guys, which was cool to say, all right, I've, you know, people have been not say I've done that type of thing, but you have this moment where you get this reward for something that you, you know, oh, I can, I can connect, but it's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. And I like that um, his way, what you, uh, Khaled mentioned about the mother saying something to, um, saying something to Tori, but at the same time, her losing her job. And, but the, the mother not saying, hey, this is my fault, like, because it's not her fault. She don't have to react the way she was reacting. She didn't have to go that far, but most people would be like, oh, she lost a job because of um, Amanda, Mrs. LaRusso came and screwed her. Like, no way, no, no. Tori screwed up and then had to put a cherry on top saying <laughs> how bad the restaurant was. Like she had to like, how do you leave a restaurant like that? You're making the thing worse. But we also have going back to the, going back to the classics, they decided with Hawk, they're going to do the story of Samson. They're going to do the story of Samson with Hawk, which is always good. Always, you can always go back to the classics and draw out for your story. So it's um, it's been fun having his this character go through such a drastic thing. What, what, what happened? Well, they were paying what back is- all the stuff he did. He did a ton of stuff bad. He broke with best friends and the, like people thought, oh, they kind of forgot. No, the writers didn't forget. He's got to get his comeuppance, and boy, did he! You know, they gave it. The fact that he only got his head shaved was 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 you know because there's a there's a big fight between the two dojos, and then they're like, "Hey, you guys can't fight anymore." But then they find ways to get at each other, and that's one of the ways they can, you know they can fight. Yeah, but that was that, I mean they, that they actually broke the the. The yes. right there. That was a yeah, fight. I yep. mean, that, that was a fight. And he was like, oh, this, that, and the other. They're like, no, we got you now. We're going to cut your hair off. And then he has to go, you know, of course, he's going to go sulk about it, you know, for well, it defined you know, whatever. Him. Just remember, it defined him because, you know, he's always, well, I think he's, you know, he's a little self because of the, the mark on his nose, I mean, on his, on his lip. And that thing defined him. Everybody knew that was Hawk, the colors, the height, and everything. They loved it. And now that's gone. You know, it, it, it shifts you. And then he's, he's the dojo. He's no longer with Cobra Kai. Is he with Eagle Fang? Is he with Miyagi-Do? You know, it, it, I, can't, I, I thought that was excellent. The, the, the writers did an excellent job. Sorry for cutting in, Cal. I know you're going to agree with me. That's why I just jumped in. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you can go that route with it. I might have done something. I might have done something different because the hair defines that part of him that was bad. <laughs> it, it defined a transition into confidence based on you know being someone who's a bad person at the end of the day so you know at the end of the day losing it you know at least for me is not a bad thing that's symbolic of transitioning away from all of the inappropriate things that you were learning you know in, in, from uh, from karate so you know that was gonna have that for at least for me that was gonna have to happen that was gonna have to happen anyway i might have done it i i don't i just you know taking it from a writing standpoint knowing the character and what it symbolized for him I just didn't see that as a totally bad thing. And then his reaction to it really makes him seem like he's more of a paper tiger that all the, I mean, he's one of the best fighters without a doubt. He's one of the best fighters. His hair had nothing to do with that. That was him and his dedication. And he gets, you know, humbled, humiliated in this form and he's ready to slink away from the whole thing. So, you know, that, you know, that's a little bit hard for me to marry. If they hadn't made it more about the connection that he had, uh, you know, if they had made it more, of a push and pull with his best friend and you know his best friend you know 
you know, that might have been a little bit more rewarding for me. But, you know, hey, your mileage may vary. I no, think, you but, know, it, but remember, I think this is just a culmination of a bunch of stuff. Remember when he came back, when he tried to join the Miyagi, Miyagi, Miyagi Do Eagle Fang thing, they were giving him a hard time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you give him a hard I, that's, that's fine. You're going to get some hazing. Nobody's going to readily embrace you. But so a he, lot of the stuff, but all of the confidence that this kid had developed was not because of a hairstyle. No, no, it but it was because, because of his because of his proficiency is because of his proficiency with the art, right, and remember, you don't lose that because you lost your hairstyle. No, but he was part of a group such as Cobra Kai, and it was a tight group, and he rose in the ranks. He 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 was someone who was an outsider. He became popular, and his skills, you know, rose. Now he had to start over again, and they were giving him issues. And the whole fact that they took away, like one of his most defining characteristics was this, was this thing. I mean, we know this as kids growing up, you know, when you, you know, when you get put into a group, it's a whole different dynamic. When you're outside that group, and this is one of the great things they do, it shows you how, you know, where one group is, starts off as, as a defensive effort, someone comes in, and all of a sudden that same guy who was being bullied now becomes the bullier. Is that a particular term? I'm not sure. But the person who now bullies others, you know, because now he has a group. You don't want to say gang, but his group is the, the group dynamics is incredible. You know, and sometimes the leadership of the group makes the huge difference. You know, Robbie, if Robbie didn't have silver and um and um increase behind his neck, you know, he would switch um Cobra Kai to a totally different model. It wouldn't always be about no mercy, strike first, you know, strike hard. He would probably be a lot more and, and we see this in some of the, the fights with Kane. We see how his approach with the with the, the students are before. Crease and silver come back and 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 hold on to it, you know. We, I just think the one great thing about this show is that you you see that anyone you get into group dynamics and they've done these many times in stu in studies and shows. You remember that whole thing where they divided two guys to do, I think it was the afternoon special we saw where they they had two groups and one group was a prisoner group and one group was the was the wardens and you see how they started acting towards each other even though they were friends at one time yeah, and how they yeah, easy group dynamics helped to define you even though. You know it's wrong. You're going home after nine or whatever, but you're still going to be treating people a certain way, and you start to find yourself you're better. You get better food. You get, and it makes a huge difference. So I, it, this show I think is on point. I kind of understand what you're saying four seasons, but hey, if the writing is good, it can go on for a while. I mean, you have a new generation. It's a new Degrassi. Oh God, they always say <laughs> oh, that. Goodness, they they always say that. They always say that in very few shows escape that pitfall. You know where Hollywood is like, hey, we can make some money here. <laughs> but it's it's already passed. It's, oh, it, no, you go mm -hmm. finish, finish what you were saying. No, no, that that's pretty much it. I mean, they, they've already Netflix on average likes to have shows for three seasons. That's the average length of a show. that's a hit show on Netflix. Three seasons. They like three seasons and out. So if you're doing more than three seasons, your numbers are really, really good. You're really, really good for Netflix. Or you start doing like the like with The Witcher, because for all the criticism I heard about The Witcher, The Witcher has like uh, they're doing more spinoffs, you know. So <clears throat> they're doing a really good they're doing good numbers for it. So Cobra Kai, without a doubt, is a top performer is a top performer for our Netflix. And more, you know, I'm pretty sure that if they want to come back for another season, they'll come back for another season. Just from a writing standpoint. This is not so much about ending on a high note, but this is just realizing, look, how much more story do we really have to tell? Not grinding this out, not introducing more characters who can also be bullied so we can keep this cycle going, but how much legitimate story do you still have to tell? Okay, there is definitely that, but this is TV and TV is not Sandman, 
It is not the Breaking Bad. It's not anything that can fit in the uh, DVD set. It's once you jump the shark, you go on another five years. You jump. <laughs> so I mean, obviously you can have some leg, but it is. I mean, it's for a spinoff of a show of, of a movie that already had its legs. It had its legs for possibly two stories, and then they got what three more after that. Now you got the t the TV shows. The TV version never works outside of um what like what's happening. There's only a few that um the spin the spinoff from the movie was a successful show. So it's like ultimately TV shows are kind of like grinded till it's unless you're like AMC and you're doing Mad Men or something like that where you're doing this high end art. That's when they're kind of like hey don't don't do this sort of thing. Or you like Cheers, we had Cheers, we had like a good, it's a point where they're just killing it. Um, I would say the same, for me, the same thing like, with children. I don't see things. this as, I don't see this as different from the other shows that, for me, this is no different than Mad Men. It's just, you know, Mad Men is a different style, uh, you know, different, you know, different themes going along, different texture, okay? But still high quality. I feel the same way, about, I still feel the same way about this one because it's a, I mean, and we've talked about this, you know, off the show. One of the bigger things is that they're letting these kids actually be kids, which is so rare on TV. But a lot of times they want to make the kids annoying or the kids know everything and they don't make any mistakes and the parents are always wrong, like Disney kids or something. But they're actually letting them be kids, which is almost revolutionary, you know, on, on you know, on a television program. So I'm really vibing and digging with, with that aspect of it as well, because there's not a lot of that. You know, there's a whole bunch of this other stuff with the, you know, being a teenager is the worst thing possible, but we're actually getting to see these guys make mistakes, but actually get better for it. You know, like, hey, you know, you don't have to keep, you know, this particular route and, you know, what, and what drives them down this. And one of the themes that I, you know, one of the things that I thought that they really established early on was that this whole lineage of Cobra Kai and this lineage of Miyagi-Do were these things that helped to ground these two young boys who didn't have any other father figures in their lives. And it was, you know, the, uh, the foundation is karate, but how it was taught and how it was introduced to them. And then you get to see how it goes, you know, further on that the, if you, if you raise somebody correctly, okay, they can go on to raise other people correctly. You raise them incorrectly, well, then yeah, they're going to make the same mistakes on other people. And we get to see that through the methodologies and the foundations of these two different schools of karate. So I really vibe, I don't, I mean, and I'm not even sure if anybody else is getting that. But I really vibe with that. It's like, look, if you teach this guy the, to attack first and that's what grounds him in life, then yeah, if, if he decides to teach anybody else, he's not going to change that. And, and, then, the, uh, the converse, and then the converse over there on the other side with Miyagi-Do. So, you know, those particular things, when I saw like, yeah, those things really uh, resonate with me from a writing standpoint. I just, I just really enjoy that overall. If, I, I'm just concerned, like, you know, you decide, well, hey, we can just, I mean, I, and I get it. You have a hit program. You want to keep that program on as long as you can. It helps to bring people in. Maybe they'll watch something else. You're helping to keep everything up. you got strong numbers. We need you to keep on. And then before you know it, it's 10 years of Smallville. Hollywood you could go, you go to Walking Dead. But the thing of it is, is that that's why I brought up, I'm, I'm, I put up, I put up Mad Men, Cheers, and um, what's that thing? And Married with Children, even though I would say, there's seven strong, or some of the first ones are kind of weaker, but as it went, got to the middle, the married children got really strong, and by, I think, either seven or eight, 
it was weaker and it was duller, but at the same time, there was some moments there. Now, yes, I, you can want to have that close off, which I think works for people where they're like, oh, this last season sucked or that sort of thing. Even I hear with kids when talking about Rugrats, my little sister, although the next, that new, the new Rugrats was terrible, that sort of thing. But, you know, it's one of the things like really, and we like to have the Michael Jordan thing where you end it on top, whereas ultimately TV people, they got to go out on, <laughs> they got to go out on their feet. They got to some point be sliding on the floor like most champions at the end of their career. But, you know, they can't have it, <laughs> can't have it where you can go up and you can get them and maybe they'll decide it. But I think the fact that you have, you know, you have, um, you know, was it Ralph Macchio and um, was it William Zabka? Like you had them two as exec producers and they're still allowing their characters to get egg on their face, where they're not sitting around and saying, you know what, my my guy needs to win here. I need this. I need a bigger, I need someone big that I can beat up. And that's the thing like, you know, I think we were talking about it before where you can see in the, like the, like the Wonder Years, they kind of wrote towards Kevin and Kevin would be right. And it's okay the first time Kevin beats up his brother because it's like a moment where you're like, oh, you know, he pulled all the strength together. And this happens when, you know, older to older, younger brothers to older. At some point, the older brother's in the wrong and the kid, the younger has his moment and possibly wins the fight. But then it turned into any adversary Kevin kind of went against and trying to say his perspective is the right one. When the girls mess up, it's them. <laughs> you know, when he wants to move on, it's like that sort of thing. When his father acts bad to him, Kevin still has to win. Like Kevin, like that sort of thing. And that's what I don't think they fall into the trap of, which you had already mentioned it earlier, Cal, where the, and the idea of just me, I can agree with you, but at the same time, wanting to see how they can go, how far they can go and see what they can do with this. Because they already start with the new kid, Terry. They got Silver, there, <laughs> Terry Silver there. Uh, and Kenny, and then you got Terry Silver there. So you got stuff to do. Maybe not another ten, not another ten, but maybe like a couple, maybe five or six. That's okay. and Larusso's son also coming up now. Yeah, that's going to be nutty because <laughs> he's still not even ready to do any karate. <laughs> I mean, it's still stages, you know. I, mean, I think most of those kids are going to move on, but you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's like saved by it's gonna like save by the bell second class. I, I don't think No, but you already mentioned Degrassi though. You mentioned Degrassi, that thing. When I I've only seen the bit, I was just like, I think they even had like they the, the way Degrassi was doing stuff, they had like they had the gay characters and then they had a real moment with the gay character where the gay was trying to do this this was trying to do a protest or something and it got shut down. And I was just like, they're not supposed to do that. They're supposed to do this guy is right and they like <laughs> Like said, no, no. His whole thing is that was with the little I saw of it. I'm like, oh, this is what they said it is. They, they real, they were like real kids where you kind of had that moment where you get your, I'm in the right, and they're like, oh, nope, you got shut down. You, you got well, the one reason the success is that it's a family program. A lot of people. Will you stop <laughs> saying that their characters like that in the show? In the grassy, come on. I'm saying I'm trying to say to you that this is to say if they're going to go total line or they're going to do storytelling and they did storytelling. I think they'll do storytelling. I'm just saying that I think that, you know, one of the big pluses. How many times did I say that is a problem? The Miyagi, (laughs) the whole thing with Miyagi, though, is that you have the fact that you still have Miyagi, still a major. Whatever. We We see him being part of the show, right? 
You know, they still go back. They do those flashback images of different aspects of the show. But I still like the fact that you still go back to uh, Pat Morita and you still talk about him. I mean, it's like he's like another character. He, you have LaRusso, you have Johnny, and you have Pat Morita there still, you know. And what will he say? Like at the very end when they're oh, trying to decide. It would, if he was still around. But you got to find your own style. It has to be for you. That's what he yeah. tells him. Oh, again. God. If if Miyagi was still around, none of this would be going on. <laughs> I disagree. Um, it went on for three movies. What are you talking about? No, are you kidding? No, they had to go to Okinawa to keep up with some drama for the second movie. If Miyagi was still, it, it, look at the third movie. Miyagi was like, "No, I'm not doing this anymore." He told them, "I'm not going to get you involved this season. I trained you the first time because you needed that, and I helped you the second time because you needed that." He was like, "This right over here, you're on your own." Okay, because you don't need this one. He's like, no, I don't, I'm not. He's like, this is not part of my philosophy. This is not the reason why I trained you. And then the only reason why he had to get involved is because Danny was dealing with some coked up nut job, as we learned on uh, this season, this season of Cobra Kai. But other than that, it wasn't like the Cobra Kai, like Johnny was gone. We didn't see him anymore. These guys literally, he literally had two adult men gunning for him, which the, the guy spoke to. He was like, that was just crazy at the end of the day. But, and that was something they addressed in the first season that uh, with when he lost Miyagi, okay, that was like, again, that was equivalent to him using his father for a second time. And the grounding that he had through the teachings of Miyagi and the love he got from this guy and everything. And what did it also make him distant from? All the teachings that he got with Miyagi do Karate at the end of the day. If Miyagi was around, none of this would be going on. Danny would still be grounded. He wouldn't have, you know, yeah. have fallen back into his poor things of having to have his ego checked. These guys would be looking, but they'd probably have Miyagi Day in the valley because of how, <laughs> because of how influential this guy would be. That, that's part of this show. The, the legacy of what this guy's uh, system that he learned from his father, that he passes, that he then passes on uh, to, uh, to Daniel LaRusso, Okay, who almost totally loses his way with the whole thing. It really it takes Johnny Lawrence to come back into his life for him to remember, hey, when was I grounded? Okay, when was my life like what was what's missing at the end of the day? And then he's like, you know, I really miss Mr. Miyagi, but hey, he left me all of these things to remember him, you know, in this system. And I totally let go of the system. They they addressed that so well in the first in the first season. If Miyagi was alive, none of this would be going on. Well, that's the one of the things they connected to in the third in the in the in the in the fight with Samantha. The what what um Daniel did in the third fight, because the core of Karate Kid Three is a good one. It's just wrapped in a bad movie and some bad a horrible stuff. movie. <laughs> it's like it's really wrapped there's some things with the with Daniel, even though it's like you know, it's like he's getting like like they're trying to keep him looking like a kid, but at the same time He's getting older, so it's kind of these things, but the whole father-son thing and them like somehow having to separate, but at the same time, Miyago says, I'm still, I'm not going anywhere. So when when they had the final kata, when he finally does that and he's setting up and does all his stuff, you see Samantha do that in her, like her showdown. And that, at least that callback to it was just cool. Cause that was, when I was watching, I was like saying, what is she doing? This isn't something we really see in the in the in the fights. That, like I was like, what is what's he doing in, in three? It's like, what is that? And you see the other team, the same reaction I'm having is the same reaction Silver and the students have. It's like, what is that? And they're like, uh, oh, uh, oh, 
get the point. And then they have a great shot where you have Daniel and then you got a rack focus to Miyagi. And this is like, oh, that's it. They, they connected. They're connected again. And you have, you know, great these great talents and um, these great characters that you can connect with. And that's one of the things where you say, well, yeah, this is some good stuff as far as their characters. Regretfully, it's wrapped in the... It's in a, a, a really bad movie because that end fight was so long. <laughs> I try to send the clip of, you know, Daniel. And then there's so many bad, you know, the, the villain kid is so bad in it. He's calling them, the, you know, Mary's going to keep getting in trouble. He's calling them some, you know, Asian insults in there. He's like, it's a uh, couple of them. This is so bad. <laughs> you mean, you, you mean bad? You mean bad in terms of the character or bad in terms of the acting? <laughs> Bad as terms, I can't say. I can't say because because Mario's gonna be in trouble. But it's like no, as a character, it would work definitely. That sort of thing. I just saying. I'm just yeah, because he was that guy got hired for his martial arts skills more than his acting ability. Yeah. <laughs> and the Terry Silver, right? The kid. The yeah, kid. the guy. I mean, Karate Kid. Karate Kid Three is look. Let's try to do everything that worked in Karate Kid One, except there's no connection to any of this stuff. He's like, okay, this guy hates me. Why do you hate me? Because I'm part of the new Cobra Kai. He's like, what? He's like, no, <laughs> we did that already. There's no reason for us to have any enmity. Now you're talking like, uh, you're talking like just natural evil at the end of the day. You're gonna bother me for no reason. We have no reason to dislike each other. And they pushed that as much as they could to the hill, but we still got that gem moment at the end where Mr. Miyagi comes out when he finally decides to be Mr. Miyagi in the film and he's telling him like, no. And that's one of the reasons why this guy bugs Daniel so much because as much as Johnny and the other guys <clears throat> were on him, he conquered his fear with those guys. He never really conquered his fear with that uh, with this dude. And he tells him, you know, at the end, he's like, look, I'm afraid. I don't want to go through this anymore. And Miyagi tells him, no. He was like, look, you can lose, but don't lose to the fear. He's like, in the best because karate that you have, boy! he's like, Hoy! <laughs> he says the best. He says the best karate that you have in you is still yet to come. It's still there, and gives yeah. him enough reassurance to go and do what's necessary to win this and win this fight in the in the weirdest manner I've ever seen in this tournament. But he goes, but he he's able to go and do that. Those moments, yeah. I mean, whether they realize it or not, they transitioned all of those good moments to this show, which is why I'm like, look. I, I saw them. I saw the most recent Matrix, and I'm like, Hollywood is undefeated. They will take a great premise and say, you know what? We can make some money here. And before you know it, it's, you know, Cobra Kai season 15 <laughs> in space. You know, <laughs> just like, look, they were like, look, the numbers are good. Let's just keep going with it. it I don't, it's really hard for these guys to come up with solid writing concepts and to maintain them over four seasons where and it's an ensemble cast as well you know i'm just like kudos i love it i enjoy it and i always have this thin bead of sweat coming down my head you know like oh man are they gonna mess this up i even held up watching this because i was like look i don't want to read any reviews i don't want to hear anything about this i don't want to go into this with high hopes and then it disappoints me and it has not these guys have nailed it every single season which is for me is like look i already know everybody we're human nobody's gonna nail it every single season I just hope that if they come together and realize, look, we don't really have any more story to tell with these people, that they'll they'll do that. Say, look, we don't have any more story. We're gonna wrap this up. Okay. Thank you guys for your thank you guys for your patronage. It's been fun. Everybody's gonna move on to some other stuff. And you can always watch this again as many times as you like. Yeah. So overall, did we like this show? Yeah. Uh, huh? 
No, no, we hated it. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, of course. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page. All right, so hey, so um, is there anything else you want to bring out? Right, I think we season five. We know yeah. it's already greenlit. Three yeah. season five. Lord, Lord, Lord. I don't know what they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do for season five. I don't know what they're gonna do for season five. I mean, as much as I'm being as much as um precautious of a season five, and I but I did see how they were able to bring in this new character, and he worked very well, very quickly. I really, I, I mean, I have to admit, I identified with him because he's the kid over here. He's listening to rock music, punk rock, punk pop, uh, pop punk rock music of all things. And I remember being into, uh, you know, music where I couldn't even come out. I couldn't even come out and say, I like these tunes because <laughs> I would have got beat up real quick. You had to come over there. Nah, man, I'm listening to this. Yeah, no, I'm listening to this right over here. Go home and you're listening to stuff with some dude who looks like a chick. <laughs> Just <laughs> had to stay like totally in the closet. So I totally identified with that right there. He gets caught dancing and these guys are just riding on him. That didn't happen to me because I was like, no, I'm keeping all this stuff deep in the closet. Nobody's ever finding about this. I'm going to have the public music tastes and then privately, I'll make certain I'm enjoying this. Well, you know. Going to what you were just saying just then, I mean, this, this even going back to being like a, there's a point where a lot of people read comic books and then it was kind of like your secret thing that you talk about later. Like I have people I used to work with and I'd say we, we talk about something. They say, oh yeah, I had to sell my comic books, but I kept these ones. And I was like, we worked together for X amount of time and we didn't talk comic books. And then the same with a college friend, we, we didn't really reconnect, but we've hung out a couple of times recently and um, we connected on Facebook. And he's like, oh, you like comic books too? It's just like, oh man, all that talking, well, we could have talked about that stuff for hours back then. And all the hot stuff and all the Jim Lee stuff was going on. But anyway, but yeah, that sort of thing with the kid that that um, people go through, you can really connect with that sort of thing of the kid trying to be himself. And then next thing you know, they're trying to give him stuff for it. And then he has these, you know, see, so he has the same likes as um, Anthony LaRusso. And, but the Anthony's hiding and saying, hey, he don't want to get this, you know, this by his friend. So he's like, yeah, I heard I heard something about this thing. <laughs> but he's not telling the truth, that sort of thing. So. It'll be interesting to see where they go with this. And, um, you know, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I mean, yeah, I don't know that they're going to keep going forever, cause, but um, at the same time, they have something. It's not, it's, I don't, I mean, I'm saying with TV, I'm not saying go to extremes like The Walking Dead, but ultimately AMC changed their whole focus where they were the high-end TV, high-end TV show. They did Mad Men, they did um, Breaking Bad, and then they just did every form of Walking Dead they could possibly do, and and they're still it's still it going, works, right? It works, yes. It's still good. It's still good. So it's still. How are you saying it's still good? How are you saying it's still good? <laughs> I'm still watching it. You're still. You're kidding. You're not watching it. I, I don't do watch that. it. I don't believe that. All right, you don't have to believe it. It's, it is what it is. You watched the last season of Walking Dead. I watched the last season of Walking Dead. I watched the last season. I'm I'm still watching um, the World Beyond. I think it's called this the the third series. Here the Walking Dead. They have the World Beyond. Oh my God! Are you kidding? World of Beyond isn't. I I. But and I you haven't done it. any shows about this. That's worse than. Dude, are we doing this show or are we digressing? We are digressing. We are digressing. So, Spinnerack, out. Hello? Jeez, guys, you got to stick on, on on topic. Stop recording. <laughs>